This is Dear Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, everyone. My name is Dara, and this is Dear Hallmark. We are still in the thick of Countdown to Christmas on Hallmark (laughs) Channel. And as you can see, I'm not by myself today. Oh, no, no, no. We have a very special guest. You guys, please welcome John Brotherton into the home of Dear Hallmark. (laughs) Sir, how are you doing? Wow, thank you so much. I'm doing fantastic. It's It's a joy to be here with you. Thank you so much for being here. So since this is Countdown to Christmas, I wanted to start off with a Christmas-related question. Okay, so, let's do it. what's a song every Christmas that you always have on repeat? You just have to play it during Christmas, or it's not Christmas at all? Oh, man. See, that's such a great question, because I love, like, to, <laughs> we always yell at Alexa around my house. It's like, Alexa, <laughs> play Christmas music. And so, you know, all the old, like, Nat King Cole, all the classics. Ooh. So great. I really do love them. And I love all of them when you get Frank Sinatra or Dean Martin or any of those singing the classics. But here's the thing. My kids <laughs> came out with a song last year, right? It's like a hip hop Christmas song and it's fantastic. And like, so we played it on repeat so much last year and my kids loved it. And then it came back. Uh, so this last Christmas was its second season. So this will be its third season. So if you haven't heard it, look it up. I have uh, not. It's Macklemore's Christmas. I can't, the name, I'll double check on the name, but uh, yeah, yeah. So it's his Christmas song that he did, does does with his his daughter and for his daughter. And Aww. it's very nostalgic, but it's got the hip hop twist. And it's one of those fun songs that is our new favorite. So the old and the new around my house for sure. Wow. I've never... I've never ventured into hip hop when it came to Christmas music. Like I listen wow. to it out outside of Christmas, but for Christmas, that's an interesting genre. I gotta I gotta check that that song it. out. Yeah. I know for me, I love like jazz, kind of like what you were talking what you were nodding to with Nat King Cole. So I've probably said his name so many times on this podcast, but I can't help it. Leslie Odom Jr., he's one okay. of my favorites. Oh. Um, his Christmas album, I actually play that throughout the year just because I love the jazz of it all. So oh, I man. his um Christmas Walt song. Write- yeah, I'm writing this down because I gotta add it to the playlist. It's and his voice. Like, it sounds like velvet carpet. Like, it just sounds like <laughs> how velvet that. carpet feels. Like, it's, yeah. it's light, it's airy, it's 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 amazing. His, oh, he has man. another, he has two Christmas albums out. The second one, which is a red album, is a little bit more poppy. But okay. the his first one, which is a green one, is a is more jazzy. So that can that can knock both the old and the new right there. As oh, well. I, love <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. So you are no stranger to the film industry. You're no stranger to acting because uh, you have a pretty accomplished resume. I was looking down the IMDb and I said, <laughs> well, OK, then. All right. So what was it that got you into acting? 
Uh, well, hands down, it was my mom. Um, I grew up with an artist mother um, who had such a love for the arts and entertainment and film and TV. Like around my house, that was the table talk at dinner it was me and my mom talking about movies. At a young age, she was taking me to the art house versus like going to see the blockbusters and we'd break down you know, the acting, the directing, the costumes, the, all of it. Um, and you know, so it's just what I grew up with. And then I started going to drama camp when I was 10 years old during the summer, which was such a hoot. I kind of came out of my shell, um, in that regard, we, you know, lots of theater, classic theater games where you're pretending to be a tree or whatnot, or, (laughs) you know, to then also like doing Shakespeare and musicals. And so that drama camp, uh, did that for a few years that definitely you know got my love for it um and then put it on pause for a while because you know high school and college and it was sort of this thing that I always loved in the back of my brain but I was very serious about like chasing some corporate America dream or something oh wow Uh, and uh it wasn't until going into my senior year of college that kind of everything shifted and I realized I need to put the same energy into what makes me happy versus Mm. just think i am supposed to be doing um and uh yeah never looked back jumped on i-5 went south to la and showed up with clothes in the back of my car (laughs) and uh, yeah wow what were you majoring in in college business yeah oh so you're gonna be that literally you're gonna be that hallmark stereotype like that business guy up in the sky with the corner office (laughs) that's it that was me and it, yeah, no, it was it. Uh, I saw myself like, you know, chasing Wall Street or doing something like that. Um, yeah. And there was something that fortunately going into my senior year, I had this internship with a with a company that that was a disaster and mm. the company was falling apart. And it really allowed me to kind of step back and go, oh, wait a minute. You know, where's is this making me happy or should I re, you know, reevaluate things? Yeah. Uh, and sure enough, <laughs> it took a full 180 and went a different direction. I love that. Is there a a musical or even a play that you did in those drama camps that was your favorite or you have the fondest memory of? Man, well, Bye Bye Birdie was really fun musical wise. Um, We did Into the Woods, Stephen Sondheim. That was pretty fun. But I'll tell you what was incredible. We did um, Comedy of Errors, Shakespeare, but we did it in a way, we gosh, I was only maybe 12 at the time or I turned 12 doing it. but we did it in kind of a, a really cool way where every time a certain character stepped on stage, they were played by a different actor. Ah. So throughout, it's like an old style of theater that our, our camp director was excited to like touch on where backstage, literally you step off stage as Dromeo and you're taking the costume off and then you're putting it on the next person. And it didn't matter male, female, size, weight, nothing. It was like what it came down to is everyone had to embody who these characters mm-hmm. So like our rehearsal process, you're working with like five other actors trying to hone in who this character is, which was such a cool exercise. Um, and it, it, it created just hilarity, you know, because we really leaned into I mean, the, it, the play is comedy of errors, but like there was a comedy of errors happening backstage where, you know, <laughs> once the audience was warmed up to it, it took the audience a minute to go, wait a minute, you know, they had to really track costumes. That was kind of the key. Um, yeah. But once they figured it out, we like, we leaned into it, like where you'd be running out on stage, but still kind of changing. You'd be taking off last scene and putting on. So it was like the audience really then, you know, got to be a part of the chaos. And it, uh, it was a really unique 
experience on top of just having to, you know, master Shakespeare because there's no improv there. You can't you can't wing it with Shakespeare. So listen, I majored in English. And when I tell you I stayed as far away as I could from Shakespeare, like I, <laughs> I really much respect to those of you who even do it from a theater perspective, because I took a theater class in college. I had no idea what I wanted to do. So I was just taking like random classes and I took a theater 101 class, which just talked about like the basics of theater and they were doing Shakespeare. And I was just like, I, I, I can't but I appreciate y'all, but I can't. So much respect yeah. to y'all who do Shakespeare for real. Cause even the, the language, the timing, like crazy. so many particulars, right? Yeah. Well, literally anytime I've done a Shakespeare, whether it's a scene study or the whole play, I sit down with the script and a dictionary. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. like <laughs> you go through the script and I'm like, I don't know what that word means. Okay, <laughs> this up, <laughs> And then I write a little definition and then I move on to the next, don't know what that word means, you know? And, uh, but it forces you to really dive into uh, what is behind the language when mm -hmm. you're performing, which I learned so much just doing, I mean, I, he was one of the greatest teachers me, for me never to meet. I mean, you know, mm. just, there's no stage direction in any of his work, which is really interesting. So you're mm. literally just guided by his words, um, which when you can fall in and lean into it and really enjoy it, it was, it's, you know, it taught me so much as an actor just doing his, doing his work. Were you able to continue into, like when you got back into acting, um, fast forwarding um, as that senior in college, were you able to still do theater? Like, is that how you got back into acting? Exactly. So once I made this decision, <clears throat> I made this decision going into my senior year of college and I had taken acting as like in college strictly as an elective because you had to yeah. choose one, like 50 different ones. And I'm like, yeah. I still love to act. And I was like in a fraternity. It was funny. I was like, like, like the only like frat boy that was like in the theater classes. <laughs> um, but uh, it was kind of great because I like, you know, mended the two worlds. Um, but going into my senior year, once I made this decision that, yeah, no, there's no turning back. I'm going to go finish. I wanted to graduate, obviously, but I was like, yeah. I'm going to wrap it up and then head south. I did every possible thing. I was in all like the school showcases. I was in all the school plays. I auditioned for the school, all the school plays, but, and then, then community theater as well that was happening in Corvallis oh, cool. where I was going to school. So I like just absolutely went for it. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to re fall in love with this muscle, you know? And then I entered acting competitions. They're like college theater competitions oh, wow. you get nominated you know, for a play, I did Merchant of Venice, another Shakespeare play, and then I get nominated for this competition. So then, you know, it's like a regional thing. Um, and I mean, there's so I just really tried to do if my buddies were putting on some whatever, I I just went bananas for it. And, yeah. um, you know, we were doing monologues at parties. I remember like, you know, sitting around a group of like crazy college thespians, like, you know, <laughs> let's do some, let's be cool and you know make some, <laughs> do some monologues man yeah you know, like, whatever it was like we totally um uh which was fun because i got the fraternity boys involved too in fact one of my fraternity brothers married one of my uh college thespians well, and they're married with kids to this day he's in fact he's my agent uh, not my he's my insurance agent <laughs> not, my, not my theatrical agent uh, but, still uh, a good agent yes, nonetheless totally, my agent. uh but yeah, uh, so it was, it, so yes, to answer your question, I just, I dove back into it, fell madly in love with it, but really committed at that point. I, I'd, I'd always loved it, but never thought mm -hmm. of it as a career. And so once I made the, I was like, oh, I'm, this is going to be my career. Then I attacked it like a, 
craft that I really wanted to just get better and learn, which I'm still chasing. <laughs> that's yeah. like, you know, that's yeah. the, the end of the rainbow that's impossible to find, but you're always going to search for it. Sure. We're always a student and whatever it is that we love, there's always so much to learn and gain and glean uh, and discover, which I think is yeah. the beauty of whatever it is you're passionate about is 100%. that you can never exhaust it and that it can keep bringing you joy for as long as you're here. So it's so true. It's so yeah. true. I was just talking about my co-star in this movie. I just did lights, camera, Christmas, Kimberly Susted. Like I had the first, she was so emotionally available mm. it was like one of the first times that i had another actor genuinely affect me in a way that was so earnest and um unpredicted like it was so yeah. she, she, it was just cool and i was like wow i've it, been doing this for so long and the moment i just experienced with her i've never experienced before uh you know on a set so it was cool it was like you know, the student of the game just never quits. Yeah. And can you talk about that transition into film from theater and what was there an adjustment? And if so, what that was like? Yeah, I mean, there's the natural adjustment, the technicality of it, right? You got to bring mm -hmm. everything down. In college, we had this this course called Scales that like you had to do the same scene as if you're speaking to the back of the stadium, like in a massive arena, and then do it like you're doing a close-up um of on film and mm. how the different you would do it if you're on stage obviously you would you're trying to get to the back row it'd be a different performance that you know if you're here um but so the natural transition is the craft is the craft right so like you're trying to have honest moments in everything the tech the technical side of it is then adjusting to you know who's looking at you and how close they are to you mm, really okay um, yeah. Acting in film, Michael Caine's book is so good because he goes back and forth in this book from the nuts and bolts of acting truly like like organically to then the technical side of like how to make your shot look really good. Mm, like, mm -hmm. you know, looking at it through the lens of the camera. Um, and so, but anyway, so it was, a, you know, I think it was a, on one hand, a natural transition because in theater you fall in love with the craft and then you get you know, but part of it's just necessity. You move to LA and, you know, trying to, if you want to make a living, it's harder to do it as a theater actor, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, harder to break out in, New, like, say, in New York on Broadway than it is right. to, to try to find, you know, in, in LA, it was like I started in commercials. You just kind of start okay. doing whatever you can. I was doing student films. I was doing whatever um, just to get in front of the camera and, and try to learn the tricks of the trade um yeah and then you know finally you get a break here and there and you get to explore like a character and um it's uh those are just those are the good stuff i mean i always say my job is auditioning um mm. set that's i mean that's the bonus that's the whipped cream yeah let's talk about that your your first big break where you got to explore a character dive more into that what what was the character what was the the show and what what was that like for you yeah, I would say my first like break was I booked a soap opera. Um, so it, in, in, in it was a situation, it was like a, you know, one of those classic situations that all of a sudden, like, you know, I was like still doing the grind, starving artist thing, like slinging mm -hmm. drinks, bartending, waiting tables. You get the call, you're like, boom, you booked the job, you're moving to New York, you start next week. So it was like Friday, I like wrapped up that job. And then like Monday, I'm in New York. Wow. On set going, okay, this is a new, you know, 
a new life. Yeah. Uh, it was so exciting. I was so, it was just like, that was, I mean, what an incredible memory. Um, I was, let's see, I was 27 and, you know, you go from LA to New York and you're all of a sudden you're living in the city and, um, but you know, so I was actually playing a character. I was on that show, you know, I did, I think 297 episodes of that show in three My years. Gosh. You, just, you just grind, 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 grind on those shows, which is so amazing. That's what makes it so fun. Um, you know, it's, if, if you love to act, it's a year round, you know, there's no time off. It's, uh, it was boot camp. It was definitely boot camp for actors. That's a good um, way to look at it. Yeah. Yes. I was so grateful to be a part of the soap opera world before it kind of, unfortunately is continues to shrink with the mm. changing of times. But, um, but it was, uh, I worked with just great people and you, you know, you work your tail off and you learn so much. So yeah, it was baptism by fire for me mm. as an actor. <laughs> um yeah so it was like you know yeah do you think it. you ever go back into it or you know I, I honestly I wouldn't uh I I, I would love I was just saying this the other day I would love to go do an arc on one of those shows or just go have fun because the the reality is the the, the material is so outlandish that it's a, <laughs> you know I mean like either somebody's kidnapped a baby or is <laughs> killing their twin sister who's then not dead in the end and like comes back as a different person and like I mean it's so outlandish but like you gotta love it and I did I, I fully enjoyed it you just lean into this crazy world so yeah I would have no um and I have such respect for the people I mean you know we were shooting 90 pages a day uh, as a production and it all one day me and it, this other actress, Melissa Archer, had 72 straight pages because it was just her and I doing five episodes of this one set. They basically had to build a set, shoot it out, and then strike it that night. So they were doing five episodes. Each episode has six scenes. So you're looking at 30 straight scenes, her and I, all day long. And it was such a, uh, it was a marathon. Uh, it was eight hours of her and I just grinding, but like such a memory. And like, you know, uh, I, uh, I'm blessed to have had that opportunity to even do that yeah that's so. much respect for sure man I don't watch soap operas but I always hear about how grueling for lack of a better word it can get and how yeah. how grime not grimy um like you said like it's how much of a grind it is with, sure. with soap opera because of it's it's every day it's new episodes and it's it's five days a week like they're coming on one o'clock and you you know exactly when it's coming on who's gonna be there. so that's man to hear even that that's that's crazy so let's electric slide into your hallmark uh journey yeah. how how did that happen did you know of hallmark channel before doing your first one which we'll talk about a uh, christmas contest yeah, no, of course. I mean, yeah, who I mean, it's ever it's, you know, any household you go around during the holidays, <laughs> it was like in the background is, you know, it's kind of like the classic Christmas music, then you also have to have the hallmark on in the background. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's all the warm fuzzies. So yeah, you know, my first introduction. So before Christmas contest, about 10 years ago, I did a Christmas movie that was acquired by Hallmark. So technically, it was oh. the first, it wasn't a Hallmark production, yeah. um, but Hallmark yeah. bought it and aired in a Hallmark. So it was, that's, I mean, it was a Hallmark movie called Help for the Holidays with Summer Glau. So that was like my first dabble in it, um, uh, God, yeah, like 10 years ago. Um, and then time went by um, and, you know, other things happened. And then when Fuller House happened, 
Um, obviously, Candice and I became close and, and played a couple on the show and then played exes on the show. And then one day she calls me and is like, hey, I got an idea. Um, I have this script and it's two exes. And I thought we could, you know, tap into the old fan base and, you know, um, like go back to our high school reunion and do it all over. <laughs> we did. So it was, it was awesome. You know, she's the queen of Christmas movies. Um, I mean, now she's over at GAC and I just wish her the best. Um, so, but Hallmark's been just so good to me. It's, it's one of those awesome things that like, anytime you run it, it was kind of Fuller House had the same effect. Anytime you would run into someone that watched it it clearly brings so much joy to their lives and that mm-hmm. there's always this big smile and it's usually also there's a relationship involved it's like me and my daughter watch this or me mm. and my you know grandmother watch this or my loved one who's in the, I mean I've had so many like my loved one who's in the hospital we just want to watch Hallmark movies because it brings us peace um I've had some just incredibly touching letters and and specifically about watching hallmark movies with loved ones and the impact mm-hmm. it had especially loved ones who uh one in particular who unfortunately passed but mm-hmm. their whole final moments together were just let, sitting in peace holding hands watching wow. uh, a hallmark movie so it's you know it's it's it, that part of it has been so cool and so rewarding um and uh for them to bring me back again and and be part of the hallmark family has just been awesome Listen, you are right with me because the Christmas contest was so fun. I was not expecting it because I, I don't have Netflix, so I wasn't watching uh, Fuller House. So that that was my first introduction to you. Uh-huh. And I said, well, who is this guy just coming up there <laughs> blowing up the spot? Like the energy that you brought to that character. I loved it. Could you talk a little bit just about your approach to that and how it was filming that? Oh man, we had, I mean, we had such a hoot because part of it is we got to lay in. I mean, there's so much comedy in that. In that yeah. movie. So we got, to, like, we got to lean into that a lot and, and, you know, playing a character that's sort of larger than life. Um, and which leads to the one I'm playing this year has another version of that. Clearly Hallmark. Called I can me tell. I can tell. That's why I'm excited about situation. it. Um, but to play, you know, this, ex star athlete and that you know is hanging on by a thread uh, <laughs> just really enjoys the sound of his own voice uh, it was it was a hoot you know and then having you know Candace make fun of me in the moment you know just sort of adds to the spectacle uh so it, it was so fun honestly we had we had such a hoot making that I could feel that. So let's go now into Lights, Camera, Christmas, because as you alluded to, which I completely agree with, which I'm excited about, is that we're getting a little bit of that same energy. For sure. In this movie, because they have a um, a, a little bit of a trailer and a sneak peek out. So I'm going to try yeah. my best to encapsulate what I feel like your character is going to bring. So Yes, please do. Okay, so you are the leading guy in these Christmas movies that everybody loves. And you are shooting this new movie in a town where this um, woman, she I know she gets a break at becoming a costume designer, but I feel like your character is going to give this like, 
roll out the red carpet for me. What is this? Kind of like just like you you fill up the room when you enter it. Am I am I right in in, in I think you're that? spot on. Uh, <laughs> I you know exactly. You sound like you've seen the movie actually. Oh, no. so. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you I haven't. But I but like that's and I, I loved like that. I love that energy that you bring to the character because I think A, it's needed and B, it's so refreshing to to see that on screen and at Christmas because there is a place for like the more somber, um, yeah. dramatic uh, Christmas plot lines and stories. But at the same time, I'm just ready to just get ridiculous. Like, I'm yeah. I'm just like, let's just go for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, this I'm is just, one. You're going to dig it. Yes. So can you talk a little bit about your character and what the what the movie is about for sure listen this is a hallmark meta movie <laughs> there was one. Yeah. Uh, so you hit it right on the head i play the quote-unquote king of christmas movies and we're going to make a movie in a small town go figure and, uh, <laughs> the chaos ensues when we lose our lead costumer and our producer needs to find a new one um, and we stumble across uh, Kimberly Susted's character, who is so good in this. She She's is so funny. So her toolbox. Oh, she is so. Her toolbox is infinite. Yeah. Um, she was so fun to play with. Uh, so yeah. So my character likes to enter a room and have all <laughs> eyes on him. Uh, and if they're not, he will surely take it over. Uh, and but the what where where I think the audience is going to fall in love is Carrie, Kimberly's character makes him real. Right. Mm. I think there's like, there, there's sort of the, like the magic of Christmas can make things real. And I think that there's that theme happening here where, you know, you fall in love with the small town girl, but she's not impressed. She didn't know who I was. Yeah. She's impressed by me. Um, and it uh at first i like i can't believe that she doesn't know who i am and like her mom is a huge fan you know which i lean into um <laughs> but uh but but what it is is like it's like she makes santa real right because ironically mm -hmm. i'm playing santa in this movie within the movie and uh it's uh so it's fun it's a great love story but you know, I think drama works even better when it's, you know, it follows a laugh. And so that's yeah. why I think there's something about rom-coms that can really make you melt more than often, you know, those somber drama movies is because we have fun. There's laughs. You're going to shake your head at me, you know, uh, we, and we just, we were goofballs together, Kimberly and I, and I, we, it was almost one of those things where like, man, we need a whole nother reel for all this improv <laughs> we're doing. We know is not going to. Oh, I love it. that. You know, but like naturally that's uh, so much of it just gets cut because that's the <gasps> nature of making a movie is when you start playing around on set and and some makes it, but then there's others. You're like, you can't have them all, you know, and, and the movie can't be three hours long, but because we just had so much fun playing. Um, I love it. Yeah, we just played. We really did. We played. There was just, it was like song and dance the whole time. I love it. And I think it can translate so well. Like it makes for a good performance because then when we see that you're enjoying it, we're happy because y'all yeah. are happy because y'all are enjoying what you're doing. And it's not Isn't like it's so true. Sure, you know, like it's a, you, we can feed off of that. When you watch an actor and you're like, they are really having fun right now. I'm like, you're so in. No, it, it, it's so true. And, and it's fun because in this movie, you see us. The, the the audience also gets to peel the curtain back and see what it's like to make a movie. I mean, you're on mm -hmm. set, so there's 
you know, you see, you know, you'll be in the shot and then pull back and then there's the lights and the grips running around and, you know, video village and C stands and we're holding our, our script in our hand. And, mm. you know, like the things that you do, they're touching us up as we're rehearsing and putting mics on us and, uh, you know, all the stuff that goes on where craft services, having a snack, like the things that go on behind the scenes of these movies, you get to like take a peek at um and uh so i think the audience is going to love both they're going to fall in love with just being able to be a part be a fly on the wall and there's you know a charming love story that we we have some fun with now even as you're describing that i'm thinking so there's literally like a, a world a movie set inside of an actual movie set where you have actual craft services actual trailers actual video vid village actual like everything totally. else but yet it so it really is like a meta like <laughs> like it's a, so meta it's like hallmark has got meta they just went web three on us uh, <laughs> what was that what was that like like was there ever a day where something got mixed up or like something got confused in the two or was it was there well a there was certainly line? that conversation like we have a scene when we're in the craft services within the movie and i'm like can i actually eat this stuff or like, <laughs> is this gonna like is this wax you know um so they, they they position certain things that I could definitely eat and other things are like, man, avoid that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and then there were other times they were like, we're just going to use what we're using, you know, mm. so there's a crane in one shot and then the cranes in another shot. In other words, <laughs> like we use the crane in one shot and then you see the crane in another shot. So you know, they, they were able to do both video village was sometimes a fake video village for the movie. And then other times it's like, well, that's same props. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I love um, that. It was cool. It was really cool in that regard uh, to, you know, just like I said, like sometimes we'd have our script in hand, right? Like that's something that usually you would never do. As, like the like, actual script for the, you know, well, I'm not going to say we had our actual <laughs> script in hand, but no, it, it was the word. <laughs> a close prop version of the actual script. So uh, it was just fun. It was fun not to worry about that kind of stuff. For yeah. example, one time I had like sides sitting out, like sticking out of my pocket, which when you're walking around set often, that's a thing. Like you have your, your script in your back pocket or whatever. But then it was like, well, it can be in the shot because we're just rehearsing, you know, or we're getting ready or I'm getting mic'd or, you know, it was just fun. It was fun. And I got to wear sunglasses a lot, which you don't usually get to do. But like, you know, my guy's like always got his shades on. Uh, I bet you play that up. You ham that oh, up. Oh, so I lean into it. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm taking it off. I'm cleaning up. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I enjoyed every moment of that. <laughs> so you talk about how much fun you had. What was like, if you could pick one, if you had to pick one, what was like your favorite scene that you shot for the movie? Oh, man. Gosh. Um, so there's a scene. There were some fun ones, but there there's a scene where her and I, it's kind of when we first start to fall for each other mm. and she's, play, she's, she's, we're going through a fitting in my trailer. Um, and we were stuck in this trailer. We're shooting it. It's tight, but it was one of those days. Everyone just got a little goofy and loopy on set. And we just started having so much, there was so much improv happening and so much just like leaning into what we were doing and having a good time and, and laughing and um, you know, it was so you'll know she 
her character comes up with a big idea that's like a game changer in the movie. Um, I won't re reveal too much, but but in doing that, her and I just had fun. It was so kind of personal and close. All the crew was outside of the trailer because they couldn't be in there. So anytime that like the whole crew isn't around, it's a very personal, mm. intimate sort of setting. And we're, you know, she's fitting me and we're just laughing and being goofy. And it's like, you know, the first glimpse of our characters kind of, looking at each other sideways going wait a minute um so that was fun yeah so what because i know that this movie is going to be filled with a lot of laughs but like you said it, there's there's going to be some heart in it as well could you talk a little bit about the heart of the movie and what the core message of it is for the viewers yeah i mean there's there's so much heart in it because both her and i journey is is heartbreaking we go through some stuff mm. at the end and you can imagine me being this, you know, quote unquote, movie star kind of sweeping the, you know, small town girl off her feet also creates such a vulnerable situation for her. So obviously, like her heart is so fragile at that point, because it's like this Prince Charming comes to town. And then, you know, when maybe there's a moment of this isn't going to work out, uh, it's heartbreaking. Um, yeah. And for him, he also is the first time he's putting his guard down and being vulnerable to another person and allowing that person to come in and how scary that can be as a human mm. being yeah. um, to put your shield away and like just allow someone, you know, especially when the whole world knows you as one way. And, you know, so someone comes into your life and that you just have to like be yourself with and it makes you yourself. That's the beautiful mm. part. She, she makes him real. Um, yeah. And so by the end, he realizes, you know, all that persona is, you know, for the birds. Like, I just want mm. you to make me, you make me real. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, so, so yeah, I mean, that's, it's the good old fashioned, the way love, love can change, can change you for the better kind of thing. Yeah. I see that scene from Chronicles of Narnia where Aslan's like blowing his breath on the, on the ice and then the ice melts and then they become like warm bodies again. Is uh, that even? <laughs> you know what? You're right. There's uh there's that kind of moment. Um, I mean, I know there's uh, every Hallmark movie has, you know, a certain, there's going to be a, you know, a little heartache and then tends to be a happy ending. Yeah. So not to give anything away, <laughs> but yes, we get thought out. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> totally. Uh, uh, yes. So, but the, even the, even the, the cool thing is even our happy ending in this movie has its own version of a twist because of, of the meta world that we get to toy with um so it's cool it's fun there's there's just enough magic in it uh keep you on your toes as with any hallmark cuts this with me exactly. <laughs> so amidst the comedy and the goofiness of your character was there a way that you personally connected or resonated with um your character in both his strengths and or his weaknesses well i just it was really fun to 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 enjoy the parts of the acting world that I do enjoy. Right. So as ah, my yeah. he's rolling around set, like, you know, <laughs> it's just in, enjoying the fruits of his labor kind of thing and getting yeah. to, read it. um, and I, as an actor love being on set. I mean, that's mm -hmm. our dream is, has come true. So then getting to double down on that was just, you know, it was so, I just, honestly, I had so much fun playing, 
this character and sometimes people would be like wait are you you know are you in your wardrobe or is that john like there's this whole mm. because i was just like you know leaning into it having a good time wearing my shades roll <laughs> yeah. shades. We're, just, we're just here to have fun i'm telling you what like uh it was it was it, it, you know there was a sense of of like confidence and swagger that that the character needed that i was able to just relax into on set uh shooting a movie within a movie for sure so what was that energy like because you're shooting a hallmark christmas movie and you know the gravitas that is like yeah. hallmark christmas but yet you're having like so much fun and we talked about like we hinted a little bit earlier about the magic of it like did you feel any of that hallmark christmas production magic while you were on set well for sure first of all if anyone's going to keep you grounded and, and cut me down to my size, <laughs> it's Kimberly. She's the best, man. She's like, you're such a cheese ball. You know, <laughs> which was perfect. It's exactly what it was. Um, but, but so we absolutely knew that what the audiences want, right? Like, and, mm -hmm. and that is, so, you know, you, you want to give them that love story. You want to give them all the warm fuzzies and, and you know, those are the moment, like there'll be moments in the script where like, okay, this is one of those moments that is going to make everyone go, Oh, you know, or like mm -hmm. grab each other or uh, so, you know, we're certainly aware of that. And then, but then, you know, just being the little kid of me, there's those fun scenes where, we were shooting with tons of fake snow flying and it's like the magic of a movie in that, you know, in my, my care, like I said, it's like doubling down on that. Um, and so, you know, we we're laying in a giant pile of fake snow in one scene, making snow angels. And like, that is not lost on me that this is what I get to do to feed my family is go play <laughs> believe magic land. Yeah. And, you know, they're just re resulting in, you know, warm fuzzies across the country. So it's like, it's all gravy, man. I love that. So I'm curious, what was, and I know it probably, it wouldn't make the movie, but like, what was your biggest blooper on set? Well, <laughs> it definitely didn't make the movie. Uh, <laughs> and I were just, just laughing about this. Um, we're, we're playing around in the snow and, she, she and I had told her I was like you know throw the snowballs like at me like this is we can't you know that's like an actor talk you're like we got to do it for real so we're like rolling around in the snow and she ends up getting me like point blank with a hand like a snowball in the face but this is like synthetic snow it's like essentially like I don't know what it is it's this like feels like shredded like almost like really light plastic bags all shredded up or something mm. but essentially I was like and I like inhaled this like ball of synthetic material whatever it was which of course led to you know a whole thing and uh so it's definitely not in the movie but it was Kimberly tried to kill me uh the next day they literally had to bring I had I had this a piece lodged in my throat oh yeah it was like little foam things and a piece is like lodged in my throat we had to bring a medic in I felt so it was so dramatic that like I'm like but I like had to pull the producer aside I'm like okay I'm sorry to do this but I for real have like, like snow oh, man. You know, like lodged in, in, and it, in, it was, we it remedied quickly and all, all good. Like it was totally fine. No, no, no real damage, but it was certainly a moment that we laughed about. Kimberly, and I just laughed about it a couple of days ago when we were chatting about it. Uh, but it's definitely not in the movie. Uh, and, uh, but yeah. And then I know there's, excuse my clock in the background. There's, okay. there's, <laughs> 
when we were doing that scene, I told you that we really adored where we we're doing the fitting and the trailer. Yeah. We improved so much at the, and I, to the point where, you know, I mean, they can only choose one. Um, so there's so much for our blooper reel that day that I wish we had said it in the moment. We we're like, man, they just need to do a blooper reel of this scene. Yeah. Um, which I would, I hope that somebody out there could do something like that. Cause it would be really fun. Um, cause her and I just, she's so great. She can, she just plays, she can just play. Um, and she's so available to all her, she has all her powers at her fingertips. Um, and, uh, so those were the two. Yeah. The, um, man, listen, you on the roster now, sir. This is your second movie with Hallmark. I'm excited to see you in a, a non-holiday movie too, mm -hmm. to see what mm -hmm. kind of, character they're right yeah. you or if you're going to continue to be that big macho bravado <laughs> you know hear me roar type, <laughs> type of character but um I've been asking this of all my guests who've come on so because we're getting a lot of new eyes on Hallmark or eyes that haven't been on Hallmark all year they just come for Christmas for people who aren't hip to the Hallmark vibe or who are watching um Hallmark for the first time and they see your movie what would you want them to get out of watching your movie? Uh, I want them to laugh, honestly. I mean, I know that sounds so kind of either cliche or just like maybe it's not the most in-depth answer. But I just I, I think making people laugh when they're at home is, you know, such a gift to be able to do. Yeah. Uh, and so I always try to find a place for humor and it doesn't have to say, you know, there's, there's different versions of humor. Um, you know, there's versions of fuller house humor. That's like over the top and, mm -hmm. um, but is just as fun to do and fun to give and fun to receive. And then there's more, you know, subtle humor. And, um, but man, if I can make people laugh at home when they're watching it and then get the like universal, <laughs> after some scene, you know, I mean, that's such a winner. And, you know, uh, I've just been so lucky to be part of things that bring families together between yeah. Fuller House and Hallmark. Um, so that, that, you know, and I think part of it's being a dad and having little girls that love all that kind of Christmas magic and all the fun stuff. And they yeah. love it when daddy's doing a movie they can watch, um, yeah. you know, special for them. So that's, that's the big one. Um, because everyone knows that there's going to be like a happy ending on Hallmark and, uh, it's not going to, you know, and those are the beautiful things. It's like almost mm -hmm. conflict free. It's like, uh, but, but if we can add add a little humor and laugh to that, then I'm then I'm stoked. For sure. Well, sir, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for stopping by Me the too. home of Dear Hallmark. Thank you so much. So I before you go though, I, I want to just give you the the space, the floor to kind of just have the last words, say whatever it is you want to say, whether it's about your movie, about Christmas, you want to sing a song, you want to read a poem, whatever <laughs> you, whatever you want to do. It, this is just your your moment to have. Well, thank you so much for having me. I, I appreciate you. I spotted you last year when uh, you tagged me in something. You were so sweet and generous. So I just appreciate that thank support you. and the support of the Hallmark fans. Everyone out there is we're just so lucky to be in a position to put smiles on people's faces. So uh, keep, you know, I think we all need it. We need it. We need an extra a little spiritual boost uh soul boost and uh i think hallmark provides that so i'm just grateful to be a part of it and tune in this saturday november 5th 8 7 central hallmark channel 
You nice. heard the man. <laughs> Set your DVRs. Set it to record. You heard him. Well, John, yes. again, thank you. And everyone else, there's links and stuff in the description. My name doesn't matter. It, it's about John Brotherton <laughs> right now. And Lights, Camera, Christmas. Be sure to check it out. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye, y'all. Thank you so much. <laughs>